you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, and Just One Helmets. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got a motocross photographer, photographer by the name of Mike Visor. Mike, how's it going, brother? I am doing great. I am back in a uh, oddly sunny and uh, pretty comfortable Ohio uh, right now, just in Enjoying the enjoying the day and uh, enjoying the weekend off coming up here. You've got a weekend off after uh, quite a just a almost a basically just a flurry of uh, of action on your side for the last month or so uh, as you've been very active with uh, some of your uh, blogging, photography, and uh, and and covering uh, one, a very special guy that we're going to jump into uh, in just a short bit. Uh, a little bit of a uh, a picture of what I'm dealing with. I'm looking outside of a window, looking at uh, some severe thunder showers coming my way, but uh, hopefully. Uh, uh, this conversation can be a ray of sunshine on an otherwise cloudy day. Oh, definitely, definitely. I appreciate so Mike, appreciate you guys having me on. Mike, we appreciate you giving us time. Uh, it's always awesome to have uh, unique perspectives to the sport. And uh, like I said before, we hit record on this. So much of this sport is viewed through a camera lens it's, it's, or a video lens. We, we cling to these motocross videos. We flip through magazines or we go through uh, Instagram or Facebook, what have you, all of these galleries to get our moto fix. And uh, you're one of those who is responsible for capturing this sport. Um, how did you get into it? What puts you behind the lens? Uh, tell us a little bit about your history in motocross. Well, I... Um... I've been around the sport pretty much since the day I was born. Uh, my dad raced, and uh, so naturally, I think anybody, any kid at least, you know, you see your dad do it, you pretty much want to do it, and plus motocross is just the most awesome thing ever. So I was pretty much hooked from day one. Um, I started riding a little bit later than what I would have wanted to. Um, I think I was in, like, seventh grade, so whatever age that is, and just on the 80s, just pretty much did it for fun. Um, made it up to 250B, and in 2011, I unfortunately had a pretty bad crash, and I was uh, temporarily paralyzed for about eight months, and uh, that that put a stop to my riding um, and left me, you know, looking for another way to stay involved in the sport, and it was was kind of just a uh, epiphany one day, you know, flipping through magazines when you're, you know, doing your therapy, everything else, you know, how cool would it be? to be a part of the races still and to be able to bring, you know, bring the action to people, capture memories for people and uh, just, just be there. And it's the best seat in the house. I mean, you can't, you can't get any closer to the action than what, uh, what we do as photographers. So that's pretty much how I got involved in uh, 2012. Once I was able to start walking again, I got my first camera 
was a Nikon uh, D5100 from my grandma, and uh, pretty much just started from there. Uh, local tracks and uh, uh, pretty much just making connections right off the bat with uh, different riders, especially Mike, Mike McDade. Gotta, gotta give a shout out to him. He definitely uh, helped me uh, ignite ignite my career by uh, contacting some people and getting me my first shooting, I guess, opportunity in Arena Cross, which was my first professional type shooting event. And that's pretty much where it started. Well, that's awesome. Mike McDade, a guy that we've had on this show uh, at least once before. A uh, great character. Tons to, like, just a great story, Mike McDade. And uh, we wish him all the best uh, in all the things that he does going forward. Uh, interesting to see that, like, the, it was, like, all too often in motocross, it's, you need to know somebody to end up on the, on the, on the competition floor. And, and he was the guy that got you there. Once you were on the floor, uh, what was that like as far as a unique perspective of seeing these guys in real time, up close and personal? And uh, um, Supercross is its own entity trying to get good lighting in a basically a pretty smoky atmosphere that uh, you're, you're limited in terms of where you can shoot from. I got to imagine that Arena Cross is uh, almost like a, an exaggeration of that. Um, tell us a little bit about the unique uh, intricacies of shooting arena cross. Um, I'm really happy that I, you know, started my professional career in arena cross shooting because it, uh, in my opinion, it's definitely the hardest environments. Um, a lot of these arenas that arena cross is held in, they don't quite have the lighting capacity, um, that these bigger, um, you know, supercross arenas have, you know, due to the TV coverage and things like that, the lighting is just not, not quite as good. Um, my first season, that camera that I shot on, the camera and lens combo um it would be comparable to to riding a clapped out 1989 125 you know in the 250 class today um but it really taught me a lot and it's a struggle it is hard you know because you are up in the stands actually in that first row typically or right down on the floor and uh to never even have been to an arena cross event prior to shooting one it was uh I was a little bit awestruck, that's for sure. It's an amazing show that they put on. Uh, the theatrics are all there, just like Supercross with the uh, the pyro, the the lights, the the video, everything. It's uh, it was an amazing experience, and to be able to to share that as a photographer, um, it was the next best thing I can possibly imagine to being a writer. So, fair enough. The, well. Uh, um... Just being close to this, being close to the sport we love so much, is is a thrill for for the for the average enthusiast. And uh, and you're someone who uh, sought out a, uh, an occupation uh, that very close to the sport. You must be very passionate about it. Uh, who'd you looked up to uh, growing up? You'd mentioned that you rode. Uh, you got to have heroes. Uh, All time hero is uh, Ricky Carmichael. Um, funny little backstory about him. You know his involvement with with arena cross and the Ricky Carmichael road to Supercross, and, uh, how helpful that's been, um, to get to shoot and to meet him and now to work, you know, side by side with him has been an absolute dream come true. And, uh, I had a card. I don't know if you remember the high flyers card series back in the early, early nineties. Um, I had one of his rookie cards from when he's 12 years old, um, brought that to him. He signed it up for me just uh, one of the nicest guys but he would definitely be my all-time uh, all-time hero so super glad I got to shoot some of them now and uh definitely definitely him 
Now, uh, you're, you're a multi-talented guy, uh, and it's something that was rather new to you uh, coming down the pipe just in the last little while. Uh, you've started to, uh, to craft some words for Verb Moto. Uh, Wes over at Verb Moto, I assume, is one of the guys that approached you to uh, do some blogging on uh, the ever-popular Garrett Stanky, who was going to be compete, who, who competed in three nationals on a uh, Thermotech Coolit motorsport.com moto stuff bill's pipe yamaha uh mm-hmm. and um tell us a little bit about how that came to be and uh honing your craft uh linguistically well i would say just uh it all pretty much started in 2013 with uh, the relationship between garrett and i um he gave me a chance you know with my work and posted it on his social media site and at that time he was way bigger than what I was, you know, followers or anything like that on Instagram. And it really helped me. And I had kind of been looking for a way to, you know, let, how can we get, you know, this guy some more attention because he's just the all American guy. And uh, he truly loves the sport the same way that I do. His passion is just unrivaled. And uh, earlier in the season, we were just sitting there and we were actually talking about Instagram and how I'm kicking his butt now and followers and, you know, what, what can we do to, you know, really generate some media? And the idea for the two-stroke, the 125, came about. And, uh, you know, I asked him, hey, if we were able to get you a bike, what, you know, would you would you go for it? And would you would you ride it? How do you think you'd do it? And he said, I guarantee, guarantee I could qualify on it. And right then I knew that, you know, this was going to be something big and it was going to be something good to, you know, be a part of both for myself but ultimately for, you know, for Garrett and, uh, it's turned out amazing. And now after the first three rounds, uh, it's turned, you know, from the, the cool Thermotech Yamaha to uh, Motosport Hillsboro, hooking them up with the KTMs. Uh, they're 2014, so they're not, you know, brand new, but I think that just all goes to show it's, it's in the heart, you know, it's not in the bike. And, uh, that, that 125 he actually rode at the last round, Millville was 100% bone stock. Uh, except for, I believe he told me the only thing that was different was a pipe, and his, his numbers were made at a, a craft store. So that that I guess is a little bit, a little bit mod, you could call it. Uh, oh, but other sure. than that, That's that something was, that no one else has on their bike. Yeah, no, that bike is uh, a true testament to the rider being the you know the deciding factor. There was no no motor work done to it or anything. And, uh, he truly is making my, my blog series through verb moto, a very, uh, easy job. Um, I was approached, like you said, you know, through Wes and, uh, Eric Shirk actually, um, to put something together because Stanky seems to be able to do. What's that? Is it Shirky? Yeah. Shirky. Yeah. Yep. So he, uh, he gave me the opportunity to, uh, tell Stanky's story a little bit and uh, share share with the world, um, you know, how he's able to do what he does um, on a small budget. Um, paid for the entire arena cross season uh, for less than $10,000, which is just unheard of. Um, so it was easy to write about, and it's really, uh, it's brought me closer into with Verb, um, getting to bring them, you know, the story and, and share that content. Well, that's excellent. Uh, I can't believe uh, KTM hasn't jumped all over that and the fact that uh, their box stock 
uh, machine can uh, can get somebody to can can allow someone to qualify for a uh, an event where uh, in the 250F class I'd say uh, those are even more modded than most 450s uh, even in the uh, the privateer ranks uh, really cool to see I saw uh, Garrett's bikes I believe he's got two of them correct and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah like the bike that I saw I'm like I'm looking at I'm like that's the stock graphics on that thing like this thing like. At the first, like the first shot I saw of it, it definitely had the original stock header on there, like the like just the chrome header. I'm mm. like, oh man, like that's gonna be a tough to get uh, to uh, to qualify on. But the guy did it, posted the exact same scores that he had the the, the round earlier. So, uh, like you said, it's it's all about the rider. And um, there's been a lot of uh, talk, both positive, negative, most mostly positive. Uh, there's a few people out there that would have you uh, scratch their heads as to like if you're gonna enter a race, why not put yourself on the best bike possible? But um, something that like it's not always thought of, and it maybe doesn't come into motocross all that often because we're so competitive. But uh, it's not always about winning or losing; it's how you play the game. And Definitely. right now, Garrett Stanky is playing the game like nobody else out there he's please playing it from from a heart standpoint he's just putting his all into it he's doing it on the on the, the smallest budget he possibly can driving across the country with his girlfriend riding box stock ktm 125 two strokes and uh and getting the job done um you've got a relationship with this guy uh, is there a better person for it no no not at all um he's he's even you know one of the 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 best riders I've gotten to do a shoot with. Um, he's incredibly, I guess, just passionate and willing to do what it takes, you know, to, to be at the track, to make it work and to give back, you know, to, to make the sponsors happy. Um, if, if I could, you know, if I had the money to, to make a team, he would be, he'd be number one to pull onto that team just because I know the dedication that, um, he has to the sport. I, I have not met someone else yet that, that really just loves to ride. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great story, man. I'm 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 hoping that there's more of it, and uh, to to hear uh, that it's not just a, like a four week flash in the pan that uh, his um, his stardom can grow and uh, and and just be a great inspiration to a lot of kids because uh, it's it's the right attitude to have out there. Um, let's talk a little bit about your. Your your skills on the behind the camera. How did you develop different techniques? Uh, what are some of your favorite techniques to use? And um, as far as uh, what goes into having like an unbelievable shot at say an outdoor national? Uh, well, I would say um, I pretty much the way that I, I you know learned what looks good. I think is is just by being a rider too. Um, you know, you don't want to look like a goon, so you know, the, uh, the different areas, the different spots, you know, a certain corner left, you know, a left or a right. And the difference that it truly can make in a rider's form makes your picture. Um, so I just, you know, leafing through magazines, you know, looking at some of the other great images, Simon Cudby, uh, you know, Matt Rice, you know, some of the just top guys, Ryan Swanberg, uh, he's definitely one of the more artistic, you know, photographers that I've gotten to, I guess, you know, look at their work and, and try and emulate it myself. Um, to me, what makes a good shot is a shot that's, you know, it's clean, um, but it displays the emotion and the, I guess, you know, the energy behind the sport. Um, you know, just the shots that, 
you know, a rider possibly on a dragging bar or um, the way, you know, even, even sun coming through, you know, a tree with a rider throwing a whip. I, in my opinion, motocross is one of the most beautiful sports when, you know, when captured properly. Um, I feel, you know, a lot of people are starting to take notice about that too with the, uh, the Rise of the Verb um, meta uh, magazine that they're putting out because that really gives an emphasis to the, you know, to the photography and how complex it really is. 100%. Now, you guys have the ability to make, a, like you said, a very beautiful sport, even more beautiful, make it stand out. Um, who are some of your favorite athletes to shoot? Uh, who, more often than not, is going to give you, uh, or are there riders who who, who give you a, a, a great shot more often than not? Definitely. And uh, that, that's one of the things, too, that uh, you can create some some hostility between uh, between friends or you know people that that you know attracts because some riders truly do photograph better than others. Um, one of my favorites, I would say, recently has been Justin Barsha. Um, his aggression on the bike is just unbelievable, and it seems like no matter where he's at on the track, even if his form's not perfect, it's still going to be a good photo because he's got the style. Um, another guy to you know, just form for days, Ryan Dungy. Um, you can count literally on every photo for him to be in a proper position, you know, proper body position. And uh, it, it's not even just all about the photos that are on the track, but the photos off the track too. Um, the, the riders that, you know, really let you in to see, I guess, more, more than what people get to see, like after a moto um, in the cool down tent, that is, a prime spot to shoot photos to really see the uh, the emotion and the the grit you know that these guys have and what they go through after a moto um, is just it's unrivaled in my opinion the type of photo that you can capture black and white color anything a picture is worth a thousand words and motocross is definitely worth ten thousand. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, my friend. Um, as far as equipment, uh, you guys are about as techy as techy gets. You're constantly updating, uh, and uh, it seems like you've got a little bit of a, a, a complex with a couple of the other uh, photographers. When it comes to photography, does size matter? Uh, I mean, I would say, yeah, it does and it doesn't. Um to get certain shots, you need certain equipment, but to get an absolutely beautiful shot, I don't think you need anything incredible. Um, honestly, some of my favorite photos were shot on my very first camera with my uh, very first lens that it came with, an 18 to 55 just kit lens, like maybe $90 lens, um, over you know the current camera that I have now that's uh, $2,500 you know, plus, you know, and the lenses can go all the way up to 6,000 and, and above. It's, it's just as expensive as, you know, if you were to come into it as a rider, um, equipment is super important, but it's, it's also about the heart and it's about how you, you know, make it work. Hundred percent. Now maintenance issues. Uh, like, thankfully for you at this point, uh, Southwick is not on the nationals, uh, which I imagine a track like that would uh, provide even more uh, cleaning and, and meticulous work afterwards. Um, as far as uh, maintenance on your cameras, things that wear out. Uh, how do you protect your cameras? How do you take care of them? Uh, 
pretty much just uh, if it's raining or if it's you know super dusty, you can get um, different covers, bags, things like that. Uh, I showed up to High Point this year. I was pretty unprepared. Um, it rained uh, on and off there throughout practice, and I was rocking the garbage bags uh, over the camera. Just pretty much anything to keep you know, substantial moisture and uh, dust out. But uh, currently, I mean, a lot of the cameras now, they come built very well, you know, with weather sealing and uh, protection. But motocross is by far the hardest sport, you know, hardest sport, sport sorry, to shoot um, when it comes to, you know, how a camera maintenance-wise because dust can get anywhere. And the smallest little particle, if it's on the uh, sensor, the eye of the camera, it'll show up in every photo. And uh, that can be a time-consuming Photoshop process to get rid of. No joke. Uh, best part about your job as a motocross photographer? Best part about my job? Um, showing the rider a photo that, you know, they, they truly uh, they truly like and, and feeling appreciated for it. Um, that's my favorite part. Uh, I just love, love getting to share share my creation with people and uh you know if i can if i can truly make somebody happy by it uh, that's that's awesome because at the end of you know your life what would you have to look back on photos to me are you know the one way to really preserve that memory and uh, unfortunately i don't really have many photos at all of me when i rode and uh, i wish i did so that's that's definitely part of it no joke. And uh, now the uh, the trickiest part about your job, or maybe the most frustrating. Um, the most frustrating part, I would say, right now is just uh, the financial aspect of it. Um, all too often anymore, people don't seem seem to really understand the cost that it costs me to make it to an event and to shoot and the equipment and the time. Um, you know, they just take the photos or, you know, screenshot it off their phones and then, you know, you see it up on Instagram. And even if you get photo credit, photo credit doesn't pay the bills. Um, so that, that unfortunately, you know, is the frustrating part about it. But um, I think, you know, over time, you know, people might start to see, you know, the value or, or the worth and uh, be willing to pay for it because at the end of the day, you have to know your worth. And uh, that's, that's the only hard part. Do you recall the first photo that you sold? First photo that I sold. Um, oh boy. I would say the first photo that I sold was to I'm trying to think if it if, if are we talking on a professional level or just a local level? It could just be on a local level. I like. I got to imagine for the as a young photographer, uh, this is going back a couple of years now. Uh, the first time that you you take take a picture that somebody is willing to pay money for, it's got to be a close. Uh, kind of stay close to your heart a little bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No. The first uh, the first big photo that I ever really sold, um, it was just an eight by ten of a. It was just a younger a younger kid riding one of the Strider bikes in the pits. Um, so it wasn't even really a, a you know, a true riding photo, um, just just something on the pitch. But that you know that starts it, and that's that's where you kind of gain that confidence that hey, my work is good enough or anything like that. And that's that's where it starts. And I would say, other than that, just the first other main photo I ever sold was uh, to Team Face, um, Team Face KTM through Arena Cross. They were the first. Uh, first people to ever pay me for a professional photo and that 
done that a lot. That's for sure. Now, um, I had mentioned that I'm going to ask you this question before we started recording, and I hope you've been thinking about it. Uh, if you could, uh, if you could pick two riders to photograph, uh, to, to photo, to photograph on one day, who are those two riders, and where are you shooting them at? All right. First, I would be James Stewart at his house. Um, I have not gotten to to shoot there yet. Um, really, really, really want to go down there. Just an epic, you know, epic place to shoot. Um, so I would say that would be uh, my first choice, and then second choice it would probably be. It, it's going to be a tough one. It, it would really be between Carmichael at. Uh, you know, probably at his house. Um, just, I feel like when a rider's at their most comfortable, that's when they ride their best. Um, so James Stewart being at his compound, I think the best, the best work we've seen him put in, you know, in any video or some of the most iconic photos of James were all shot at his house. Um, it's all about being comfortable. I, I touched on that in that last uh, blog with Verb and I feel Carmichael be the same way. I've seen some videos with him riding at his house that just, it just looks effortless and uh, beautiful scenery down there too. And in Florida, both locations. Yeah. The same, same state, but uh, a little bit different atmosphere at both uh, a very serious atmosphere down at Ricky's and uh, almost like a playground of motocross down in uh, um, for uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Um, Mike Visor, it's been a pleasure. I love having you on here, man. You do deliver an incredible, unique perspective on motocross uh for those who don't already follow you on social media and i hope they do after this where do they find you um on uh, social media it's at at mike visor photo um on instagram and that's also the twitter and uh other than that you can follow a lot of my work on mxptv.com as well as verb moto and uh hopefully see some more of my work you know in the future on some other uh, other sites well, right on, man. You keep on doing what you do. Keep on doing what you do because what you do is good. Uh, we'll cut it off right there, but I'll definitely have you on again to uh, chat some more moto. It's been a pleasure. Definitely, yeah. And the one uh, one thing I'd, I'd love to talk about too is the uh, maybe after Loretta's um, that shooting Loretta's. I, I actually cried at Loretta's, like just to see the emotion that those kids go through. Um, I don't think. Uh, most people get to see that, you know, because we follow the rider back to the pit or you see them right as they pull off. And uh, to watch a rider's hopes and dreams be made or broke was unbelievable to watch last year at Loretta's shooting. That was an emotional, you know, roller coaster for sure. Well, that's incredible. Uh, I'm glad you're able to share that with us. And uh, yes, after uh, Loretta Lynn's the checkered flag flies on Loretta Lynn's, let's uh, let's grab you back on. Maybe even bring on uh, Garrett uh, at the very same time and uh, get you guys uh, clicking off some uh, some radio gold for me. Oh, definitely. I would. Uh, I'd love to do it. I know Garrett probably uh, be down for it. I'm actually going to be giving him a call here in just a minute to. Uh, check in and uh, see how he's doing. He's got a big uh, big race tonight at PIR. It's a Thursday night motocross race. I guess it's a $15,000 pro purse. So if you're out that way, um, check it out. It's going to be a good event. Right on, man. Well, uh, Garrett, Garrett's doing, he's uh, defending uh, some, some championship, correct? 
Yes, yeah, he won it, uh, won it last year. Coming out, gonna try and uh, take it home again. He's uh, not on the two strokes, that's for sure. He's on his uh, KTM 450. Um, definitely pushing for him though. You know, get some money and uh, make it to uh, make it to the next round. His home round in Washougal. It's gonna be in his mind. He said if it's gonna be a top 20, it's gonna be at Washougal or uh, the Dilla. So we'll see. Well, we look forward to uh, some some great. Great results for Stank Dog moving down the line here, but uh, got to go for now. We'll be we're we're gonna head to commercial right now. We'll be right back after these with Jammin' Josh Varese. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear. Trey Kennard wears. Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Two thousand and fourteen X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. 
check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Bills Pipes, Arma Energy Racing, W Wheels, and Fly Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, as always. But with us on the line, this is a three-time interviewer. Repeat offender, if you will, none other than jamming Josh for reason, number 24 in your program, number one in your hearts. Jamming Josh, how's it going, brother? It's going good over here at Loretta's, having a good time. You're just chilling in Loretta's, uh, just like as a Orange Brigade athlete and uh, just living that life right now. Is there anything better than sitting in your motorhome, just chilling, getting ready to throw down for, uh, I think we're only about four days out of uh, the epic event? There's, I mean, there's no better feeling of just being here at Loretta's, basically the heart of motocross, and just having fun running around uh, and swimming in the pool and getting ice cream or whatever, going to snack game room or whatever, and uh the creek, yeah, it, it rained a little bit, so um, all the runoff, and it looks like they opened up some dam, so all this water came into it, so it's pretty dirty. I don't think I'm swimming that. No, no swimming in that until uh, until things clear up, but you've been on the road since the 6th of July. Tell us a little bit about your travels towards Hurricane Mills. Uh, yeah, we got on the road, and uh, we headed uh Jimmy Albertson's house, and we rode there for a little bit, and then headed on to the Orange Brigade camp in uh, Tennessee and and uh, North Carolina, right there on the border. And uh, we had an awesome time, and it's just another fun camp 
spread going to game. Awesome. Uh, what What was the best part about uh, Jimmy Albertson's house? Uh, did you Did you get to ride with Jimmy? Did you get to see Trey at all, or was uh, that rascal Ronnie Mack running around, or no? No, uh, I just went there. We hung out, and then uh, every morning we'd get up and about around noon because it rained over there, so everything was a little muddy. So about around every morning, about noon, we would go out and just do some motos and and. Uh, did see Ronnie Mack on a boat, though. I seen him over there in the trees. I was tripping, ran over there, and uh, he was gone. I was like, oh, he must have seen me running. So, I don't know. I got to look out for him. The guy is uh, on the run pretty much all the time. Uh, not someone you'd really like to look up to, but uh, if you were to uh, catch him in the act or something like that, uh, not too bad. Um Let's talk a little bit about how who helps you get to where you're at, and of course, uh, let's start off with uh, with your old man and uh, in your family. Uh, that's who who's like they've been there since day one. They helped you get uh, to the point where you could start to get sponsors. Uh, what does it mean to you when you get to these events and you think of uh, the early days and where it all started and uh, how much help uh, your family's been? Oh man, I just. From the beginning, man, uh, my dad used to race street bikes, and um, then I came in, and we went trail riding stuff, and then we went to this race and watched this arena cross race, and I saw the 50s go out there, and I was just screaming at my dad, come on, go get my bike, I want to go out there, I want to go out there, so uh, we tried to race, and the first race I ever did, I whole shot it and just checked out and won, it was awesome, so yeah, my family, my brother, my mom, and my dad, they sacrificed everything for me. I mean, my dad had two nice, he had a Camaro and a Mustang, and he, you know, gave that up for me, and we had a house, and then uh, we had to leave that, and we now we're living in our motorhome, and uh, we're just having a good time. It's awesome, and just been riding every day and training hard for to be where I am right now. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, you're a part of the Orange Brigade, which means you're on a KTM motorcycle. Uh, tell us a little bit about that camp at uh, the Orange Brigade in uh, North Carolina. Uh, who was all there? What was the track like? Uh, looked like a lot of fun from your uh, your Instagram pictures and, yeah. and video. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, day one was uh, at uh, Muddy Creek. And, uh, yeah, it rained a little bit, so it was a little bit of muddy. <laughs> and uh, when we went out there... Uh, and we broke in the track, and we did some, we did like a couple 25-minute motos. It was awesome. We had a good time. And then uh, we moved from Muddy Creek, and we went over to Daxton Bannock's house. Huge shout-out to them for letting us ride over there and going to the house when I'm at the lake. Uh, yeah, we rode. We did, uh, we did a 25-minute moto, and then, you know, we did some sprints. And after that, we all had dinner at the Bannock's house, and uh, we got to enjoy ourselves on the lake. He had a high dive, and it was it was just awesome. Well, right on, man. Sounds like you're living the dream and uh, keep staying. Uh, and how do you keep up with all that? Is uh, is that you're you're down in a, a arm energy drink here and there? Um, like I know we've talked about it before, but what does it mean to you to uh, be affiliated with a company like that? A company that uh, is 100 percent behind you, and uh, and I hear you've got a, a extra special way to uh, give them some love this uh, this week coming up. Yeah, um, being on the Orange Brigade team is awesome. You know, they have the camps. They have one in the West Coast and one in the East Coast, so it's actually really fun because you know all the Orange Brigade riders they 
you know, you get to ride with all of your teammates, and it's a real fun opportunity to go out there, have fun, train hard, and uh, then, you know, it's a two-day two day training camp, and, um, you know, it's awesome if you live in the East Coast and there's the camps in the West Coast, you can fly out there, and they'll, you can ship your bike out there, and they'll have it all ready, and they have a hotel for you, and I mean, I, I think that's pretty awesome for how they can do that for you. So, uh, yeah, the Orange Brigade camp's awesome. The Orange Brigade team has just been phenomenal this year, and hopefully I can pull out some championships here at Loretta. So what class exactly are you entered in uh, for this this weekend? I believe it's uh, no more than two classes. Uh, so six motos coming up, uh, as well as, some, of course, some practice sessions, uh, a, a week long of excitement. Uh, where can we see you uh, getting some results in? Uh, we'll, I'll be racing the Mini Senior 1 and Mini Senior 2 class on the 85. Okay, so what, what exactly is Mini Senior 1 and 2 for those who aren't, exa aren't uh, 100% uh, on the ball in terms of uh, what that class would mean? And who, would be, who are some of your main competitors? Uh, yeah, the Mini Senior class, it, uh, I, it actually just like, came out the other year and it used to be 85, 12, and 13 mod and stock and stuff like that. But now it's just, it's basically 85. So mini senior one is 85, 12, to 13 mod, basically. And then mini senior two is 85, 12, to 14 mod. So it's just mod bikes. There's no stock class anymore for the older 85 group. Nope. You cut out. Are you still there? Uh, oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, my competitors will be, you know, a few of my teammates like Pierce Brown, uh, uh, Max Miller, there's just uh, all kinds of guys out there, you know, real fast top guys, so it's going to be a good year. No doubt. Definitely looking forward to uh, seeing you compete. Uh, most likely have some of your motos live on uh, uh, Allied Sports as well as uh, I think NBC Sports is going to be showing some of those motos later on in the year. Um you're showing off a lot of sponsors, man. You've, you're you're catching more and more momentum as these weeks go. Uh, as a whole, before before we get to the end of this, I'd, I'd love for you to be able to uh, kind of list off your sponsors, but at the same time, uh, tell us a little bit about them, uh, how you came to the, that sponsorship, and uh, how much you enjoy not only working with that company, but uh, the products that they provide. Yeah, uh, the KTM Orange Brigade team has just been awesome, and now I... I earned it from, uh, I think, you know, winning a few championships in 2014 and, and uh, winning Loretta's championship in the 65, 10 to 11 limited. So hopefully uh, we'll see what we can do next year. And awesome. And then, you know, Karma um, Energy Racing, Jimmy has just been, he's been behind me. He's been with me ever since we moved to Cali or Southern California. And uh, he's just been helping me to get where I am, him and Jasek, and it's been awesome. And then, you know, Dixone.com, Alias Omeg, 60 Helmets, FMF, Von Zipper Goggles, Stamp Socks, DVS Shoes, Paris Omex, Miles Cinemax Pro Shop, Haven, uh, I mean, True Honor Clothing, K-Rider, Nucido Concepts, uh, Motorx Oils, Lynx Racing, Asterix, Lat Race, Skull Candy Headphones, and then multiple side check, uh, skull candy, factory connection suspension, W wheels, 
Team 3BR, Lauren, <laughs> Dunlop Tires, Motion Pro, DT Air Filters, ODI Grips, Motul, that check, I, I, I got that. Definitely my biggest supporter, my mom, and if I forgot anybody, thank you so much. That's awesome, man. Uh, not only having to stop to breathe a couple of times, but also uh, saying a couple of them more than once. That is the product of uh, of a young man who um, has a ton of great supporters behind him and a guy who has earned that type of support. Uh, jamming, like, it really seems like, uh, in my eyes, if I, if, if I was uh, to put myself in your shoes, I'd be doing, you're doing exactly what you want to do right now and uh, making the best of it. Uh, as far as results go, um, what are you looking for from yourself this uh, this coming week at uh, Hurricane Mills? Uh, um, I'm really stoked to be racing here at Loretta's for my uh, third year in a row. And uh, my goal for this week is just to be on top of the box and get good starts. And I think it might might be a mudder. So I know how to ride the mud, so let's see how this goes. But hopefully I'll be on top of the box. Well, hopefully it's not too much of a mudder. But yeah, like you said, you definitely uh, know what you're doing out there. That's for sure. Um as far as uh, some special one-off things, usually, uh, like, I don't know if you're going to be in some 2016 alias gear, but uh, I know for sure what on top of your head will be a, a 60 helmet with a one-of-a-kind uh, sugar-free Arma Energy uh, paint scheme uh, done up by none other than uh, Josh Gray over at Shades of Gray Helmet Painting. Uh, I don't think you've seen it yet, um, but uh, how excited are you to uh, get your hands on that thing? Man, uh, yeah, I was actually, I was going to give a shout out to Josh, but Shades is Gray, and man, I, I'm stoked to see this helmet. Uh, I, before we even left for Loretta's, I asked my dad, you know what, I, I don't, because the wrap that I have in my helmet takes a little heavy, so it's all black, and I think that would attract a little bit of heat, but I told my dad, you know, I, I think I want to paint a helmet and, and see what, what we can just do to maybe keep, I want to do a sugar-free one and see if you know, what it turns out to be. And, uh, man, I can't wait to see this helmet. I can't thank Jimmy enough, Josh, with Shades of Grey. And, man, it, oh, I can't, oh, wait, it's going to be all gray. It's going to be a one of a kind. It's going to be sick. Right on, man. Is this your first, uh, first custom painted helmet ever or what? Yes, ever. And, uh, I, I, uh, I hope I'm going to see if my name's on the back. Jamming. There you go. Uh, and and as when it comes to Arma Energy, do you prefer the the sugar free or the uh, uh, the full effect? Uh, both of them are good. Um, fifty fifty, basically. I like them both. Now, um, a lot a lot's been said about riders who uh, come out of California. All the tracks are very similar. Uh, they don't get all that deep. They don't get very rutted. Uh, that, that that's your stereotypical or your stereotypes of your California tracks. Uh, first of all, are those stereotypes true? And uh, are those some of the things that that hold you back uh, at uh, some of these East Coast tracks uh, that you're not familiar with? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, wait. I'm sorry. Say that again. Yeah, it's just no worries. Hello. 
Yeah, no, no worries whatsoever. I was just talking about uh, the fact that uh, California, like the tracks are not known to get as rough yeah. and as deep as uh, the East Coast tracks. Uh, how do you adapt? Yeah, the East Coast tracks are uh, different. I think just because like, it uh, rains a lot over here and then the California tracks, you know, they actually just rain there, so hopefully they can be good and but yeah, the California truck didn't get that much rain, so it's just like constantly going through water and stuff like that. And then, and then in the East Coast, it just rains at least once a week, something around here. But this this time of year, it rains a lot. So East Coast tracks, the dirt's nice, and they just get really good ruts. And like my factory connection suspension just soaks everything up, and hopefully uh, we can have a good time. No doubt, Josh. Uh, well, it's always great to hear from you, man. Um, as far as uh, like this trip, of course, once you're done, Loretta's, you'll be headed back to uh, to California. What's the plan for the rest of the summer months? And then, uh, um, as far as your progression, uh, when can we when when can we expect to see you on a uh, on a on a big bike? Uh, I don't. That's really. I we always been talking about it. You know, hopefully. A big bike, that's going to be a few years from now. So, yep. Fair enough. Well, right on, man. Uh, as always, really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us and uh, just talk moto. And uh, make sure you get uh, all those plugs in for the sponsors as well as just uh, get to know you a little bit as uh, you're very passionate about the sport of motocross. Uh, any final thoughts before I let you get going? Uh, that's about it. Thanks for having me on the uh, BMX Radio, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again. Absolutely, man. Uh, once the uh, checkered flag flies, we'll catch up and uh, see how you did down in Hurricane Mills. As always, wish you the best of luck, and uh, say hi to all your uh, friends and family down there for us. We'll be rooting for you. I will do. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.